so many memories have come flooding back. I put this song on repeat, just crying my eyes out. It made me feel so bloody alive. This song really nails the feeling of nostalgia for a place. And we all just stopped talking and just stared at the radio. Like, what is that? It's part of the noble genre of songs by women about masturbation. I love it. I love that song so much. Box. Meet people through their music with Ash Berdebez on FBI. Good morning, and it's really lovely to hear Alex Pye on the radio for another three hours again. Pleasant show, and all of the tracks were great, especially very strong last leg there, I noticed. So if you want to see any of the songs that she played, the programs and playlist page is just sitting there on the FBI Radio website, ready for you to click and have a geese. And so for my guest in Out of the Box today, this morning my housemate asked who I have, and so I pulled up the, the person who I have on the show today, I pulled up their website, and I pulled up a list of bands that he had seen live, and then I listened over my muesli for the next 10 minutes as she said, holy shit, holy shit, I'm still in the A's, and she was scrolling for like a good long while. So if, if you don't know David James Young by now, it you haven't been to enough gigs in Sydney, apparently. So uh, he's my guest in the box today, and if you've ever been to a gig, you've probably seen him, a self-proclaimed yeti, wearing a massive grin and a teeny tiny backpack, and just drinking in the music like the sweet, sweet nectar of life that it is. Welcome on Out of the Box, David. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. So I can imagine it would have been quite painful for you to have to go through all of your very many songs and bands and try and pick just eight yeah, it was not easy. Uh, yeah, it got to the point where I I, I uh, literally picked nine as we picked as we figured <laughs> out later. I thought I'd picked eight, and then realized, oh wait, no, that's wrong. I don't do maths. Your subconscious very well. was telling you you need more songs. Yeah, exactly, a lot more <laughs> songs. Uh, yeah, I stopped doing maths in year ten, so yeah. Me too. Never, never regret it. <laughs> yeah. So the three of us in in this room can yeah obviously attest to the fact I'm not very good at maths. <laughs> So if we average it out, how many gigs do you go to roughly in your average week? Uh, it depends on like who's in town or if there's a festival happening or stuff like that. But I try to average about three to four. Um, sometimes I have gone seven in a row, which is quite fun, exhausting, but a lot of fun nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, generally it tends to be more days that I'm out at shows than I am uh, at home. I'm surprised that we don't... I don't think we have your most seen band on the... On the list today, who are they? Uh, they're called Totally Unicorn. Uh, they're That's originally nice. from yeah, they're the best. Uh, they're originally uh, from uh, Austinmere on the on the south coast in northern Illawarra, but they're all based in Sydney now. And uh, saw them for the first time in 2011 in January of 2011, opening for a band called La Dispute, who I'm a massive fan of. And uh, yeah, I have seen them 33 times since then. Can you give us a bit of an idea of what they're like live? Because I think Totally Unicorn are one of those bands that you really do have to see live. Yeah, it it, it absolutely is. Uh, imagine uh, the craziest, hairiest, wildest dude that you can think of. Give him a beer belly. Give him some tie-dye underwear and nothing else. Uh, let him parade around as he pleases, stealing beer from people, crash-tackling into people, and screaming about kids in suits and uh, cool dads with cool sons and a bunch of other beautiful, beautiful, mad nonsense <laughs> while a bunch of people play chaotic metal and hardcore riffs uh, over the top of it. And that's what Totally Unicorn is. There are very, very little shirts and very, very little dignity left at Totally Unicorn shows. And I think that's why <laughs> I continue to go and see them every single time because, yeah... I just worship the ground that they walk upon. They're just incredible people and they always put on a super, super fun live show. That's fantastic. And so apart from, you know, going to all of the gigs, you also interview all of the bands. You've interviewed Totally Unicorn. Uh, and... Yeah, they were they were on my podcast uh, uh, called All My Friends Are In Bar Bands a little while ago. Uh, Drew and Mike, who were the founding members of the band, uh, we shacked up in uh, the back of their tour to Rago and uh, chatted for just over an hour and it was about as hilarious and 
debaucherous as you would expect. <laughs> a lot of uh, naming and shaming of bands that they've done a lot of heavy drugs with. So that was, yeah, good, so good check fun. check it out. Yeah, it, it is, <laughs> it is legit. the police. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, hashtag not a cop. Uh, legitimately <laughs> one of the funniest interviews that I've, I've ever done. So, yeah, I was super, super happy with how that one turned out. You've done, like, a very wide gamut of interviews, and, and one of them, uh, you interviewed Amy Lee from Evanescence. I did indeed. Uh, this was... A about just over four years ago, I think. Uh, Evanescence were about to come out to Australia in, I think it was March of 2012. Uh, and I was just asked if I wanted to to interview her. And I was just like, um, yeah, sure. Like, I haven't listened to Evanescence since I was like 16 or whatever. I was like 20 at the time. So it wasn't that long ago. But, you know, it was still like a considerable distance where I was yeah. just like, oh, is this a thing again? Like, this is a thing that's happening. <laughs> that was me then. This yeah, me so I was yep. I was legitimately just like, oh, well, this could go either way. She could be, like, a, a nasty, horrible diva or, or whatever, or she could just, you know, be the kind and gentle soul that I always thought that she could be. How and is she? She was lovely, absolutely gorgeous, super, super lovely to chat to. Like, and you, you found her something in common as well, something something quite specific in common. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we are both obsessed with Jim Henson. Uh, yeah, so growing up, it was a huge part of our lives, so she was more into, like, uh, uh, I guess the the weirder and the more gothy side of things. Uh, um, <laughs> she, uh, for this, there was a, I think there was a tribute album to the Muppets, uh, that came out a little while ago. OK Go did the did the Muppets theme song like in the in the way that OK Go would, and like I think like Alkaline Trio did Moving Right Along and a couple of other like great Muppets songs. Amy Lee did this really slow and creepy version of this song called Halfway Down the Stairs, which was originally sung by Robin the Frog, who was like the tinier version of Kermit the Frog. So she even went super obscure when doing a Muppets thing. So <laughs> I I I give her full kudos to that. Like. The show was terrible, and yeah, legitimately one of the worst bands I've ever seen live, but she was absolutely delightful to chat to, so, you know, got to take the good with the bad, I suppose. And while we're on the topic of Muppets, we're going to take a Sesame Street song yes. as our first one of the... Yeah. This has never happened before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that That's almost entirely the reason why I picked this, I'm not going to lie, but... It's in a power trip. Yeah, that's true, but it's also the first song that I ever remember like loving and being obsessed with and wanting to learn all the words too so I would have been about three or four when I discovered this song and I I hope you find out why Sometimes I imagine that I would like to be a knight in shining armor in a castle by the sea A knight in shining armor with a princess by my side. I'd have a magic feather and a horse that I could ride. And the king would say, Sir Ernie, you're so handsome and so brave. Please bid us of this dragon breathing fire in his cave. And I'd get on my horse and I'd start to ride. I'd travel my way through the countryside. I'd come at last to the dragon's cave and I'd yell, Mr. Dragon, you'd better behave. And the dragon would be so scared of me that he'd run away and the kingdom would be free. And I'd dip my hat. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. Sometimes I imagine that I would like to be a daring, bold explorer sailing far across the sea. I'd set out on a sailing ship to find a distant land. I'd gaze across the ocean with my telescope in hand. And the captain would say, Ernie, there's a big storm drawing near. You're our finest, bravest sailor. You must grab the wheel and steer. And I'd grab the wheel in the wind and rain. I'd steer the ship through the hurricane. I'd guide the ship with a steady hand. I'd lead the way toward a brand new land. I'd spy the land by safe and near. And I'd try land home. And the crew would cheer. And I'd tip my hat. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. 
sometimes I imagine that I would like to be a person who's named Ernie, who looks quite a lot like me, who likes the things that I like and who does the things I do. And I don't have to imagine, because I'm Ernie, me, that's who. And I tip my hat. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah, you're listening to FBI 94.5, and this is Out of the Box. My guest at Out of the Box today is David James Young. This is still FBI radio. <laughs> Do not adjust your sets. Yeah, in case you were... You were just looking for some some cool new music. No. We've got some daggy old stuff for you, courtesy of my guest today. So why do you want to bring that song up in particular? What does it mean to you? Uh, well, growing up, uh, I grew very specifically interested in music through children's music. So uh, stuff like The Wiggles, obviously. Uh, a guy called Franciscus Henry. Uh, who uh, had a very beautiful nonsense song about uh, white pyjamas with purple polka dots. And I, I got that for Christmas and I was so stoked. Like, they actually went out, my parents went actually, actually went out and found white pyjamas with purple polka dots. And I was the most stoked four-year-old that you could ever come across. I can't believe you have that strong a memory of being four. I don't. That's, that's it, like, it, it's, it comes and goes, but, like, the main stuff that I remember is all centred around music. So, like, people like Monica Trafficker as well, and, uh, like, the Hooli Dooleys a bit later on, and, um, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and Sesame Street was a huge part of that. Uh, they uh, brought in, uh, yeah, like... The, those those Simpson no, bleh, Simpsons no that comes a bit later but I was obsessed with the Simpsons songs as well a bit later on in life uh, the Sesame Street songs uh, were all just beautifully composed and really positive songs that just struck a chord with me and they'd have these amazing guests as well like yeah. actually when you grow up you go holy crap I was watching someone really you know well known and yeah, like, like exactly. Diana Krall I saw that one yeah that's today. right Diana Krall was one uh, the late great uh, Maya Angelou was another uh, guest uh who wasn't, like, a singer by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, there was this segment where she went around with three other of the kids. There was two kids, and Elmo was there as well. And they were all talking about how they all have different names and how that's really cool, and they're super proud of their own names and stuff like that. And it was, and <laughs> it's super encouraging to little kids who, like, because, you know, it was, a, like, a little black kid and a little Hispanic kid as well who, you know, have, like, out-of-the-ordinary names, and then they were just like, no, screw that, I'm proud of my name. My, my name is awesome, you know? And Elmo's, like, a weird name, and he was just like, I'm not ashamed of that. I love my name. My name's awesome. And... That's what I love about Sesame Street. It was just this ray of light in my life that, you know, just every time it was on, I was just transfixed by it. And I knew all of the all of the little songs that were a part of it. You know, like, I Don't Want to Live on the Moon, uh, The Pointer Sisters, classic, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12. You know that. <laughs> you know what's up. Uh, and imagine that was a huge, huge part of that for me. I adored that song. Uh, I liked... Uh, I was a huge fan of using my imagination. Uh, I, I liked pretending that I was someone else, but I also was brought to appreciate the fact that, you know... You can pretend to be whatever you like, and that's awesome, but, you know, when playtime's over, you're back to being you. And that still sits with me today. Like, I can go off and pretend that I'm this, you know, cool, important person at a show or whatever like that, but, you know, when the show's all over and everything's packed up and I get back on the train and I go home, I'm just back to being me again, and sometimes that doesn't make me very happy, you know? I, I'm not entirely satisfied with who I am sometimes but you know I, I think back to this song and I think back to being like wait I'm me and no one else is me and that's kind of cool so I, I will, I'll always remember and always be grateful for the lessons that, that Oni taught me that's an amazing justification for bringing on a, a Sesame Street track um, yeah suck it yeah. hipsters <laughs> Let's move on to our next track for the day. So you got something by The Cruel Sea. And was that Tex Perkins all band? Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Tex Perkins on lead vocals there. Uh, the late, great James Cruikshank, who recently passed away at the far too young age of 53 uh, on guitar as well. Uh, the legendary Jim Elliott on drums and percussion too. Kenny G, Ken Gormley, who still uh, yeah traverses around Sydney quite a bit. You'll see him um, up at the back at shows a bunch. And how old were you when you first found out about The Cruel Sea? I was eight. 
I would have been. I think it's, I think The Cruel or oh, 8, maybe 9. So, Over Easy by The Cruel Sea is the third album I ever bought. Uh, the first was Neon Ballroom. The mm-hmm. second was Breathing Tornadoes by Ben Lee. And the third was uh, this. And the reason I picked it uh, was because I saw it in the, I saw it in the store and mum was just like, you can get one CD. And I was just like, well, that one looks cool. And it was just, the cover of Over Easy is just a green car. And I was like, I've never seen a green car before. That's interesting. I knew nothing about the band or the sociological context of Tex Perkins and, you know, his cultural relevance or whatever. But I just <laughs> saw what... You sensed and, it. And I, yeah, I guess I did. And I, and I liked what I heard, you know. I, I had never heard anything like it at the time. It, and... Yeah, I still regard The Cruel Sea as one of my all-time favourite Australian bands, one of the most crucially underrated uh, bands that this country's ever produced. And he became one of their biggest, youngest fans, I guess. Indeed, Uh, yeah. So, back in the day, bands used to put P.O. boxes uh, in the liner notes of their staff. And Cute. yeah, true. before social media, yeah, totally just right. Yeah, just just fang us as a bit of snail mail, and that's what I did. <laughs> I was compelled to say, you know, I really like this album. That and these are my favorite songs. I want to start playing drums one day. So yeah, I think Jim is really cool. And then they actually saw it, and they were just like, Jim, you should probably take a read of this. And he was just like, Oh, okay. And um, yeah, he. Uh, sent me a letter back, and we stayed in touch for many, many years after that. I haven't spoken to him in a little while, but I'm pretty sure he's still in Sydney, so shout out to Jim if he's listening. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, I saw them, li- they were the first band I ever saw live. It was March 2002, and I was 11 years old. And this is a track taken all day. Indeed. Great video. Lots of bowling in it. <laughs> That's what you need. That's exactly right.
listening to Out of the Box on FBI 94.5. And that right there was The Cruel Sea, Taken All Day, brought in by my guest today, who is called David James Young. And That's true. he's definitely someone you would have seen at gigs in Sydney. He's the guy who is sorry at about that. all of those gigs. Yeah. <laughs> Every last one. I'm so sorry. You're unmissable yeah. as well. I'm not stealth. You, you can't miss me. I'm six foot five both ways. And yeah. I probably stood in front of you. You're probably very small and I'm just like, oh, that fat fuck's in the way again. And it's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I was here first though, so, you yeah, know. Yeah, you, you get there as the doors open, mate. You, yeah, exactly. The enthusiasm is exactly, palpable. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You want a good spot, get there early. That's <laughs> that's the moral of the story. Actually, speaking of that, maybe we should go over a bit of pit etiquette. Because you, right. I think you would be worth uh, worth asking about that. So, what are, what are some points of pit etiquette that you think are, are not being followed as they should be? Often. Really simple one. Band's playing. Don't talk. Band isn't playing. Maybe say an aside about the band to the person next to you. Like, oh, that was good. Or, oh, cool. Oh, look, I just got this picture from a friend or something like that. But as soon as they're not talking and they're playing, shut up. <laughs> Maybe don't keep nattering while the band is trying to play. Especially if it's like a quiet folk or acoustic act. Mm. I've seen that happen so, so many times. Right, and it's so you feel bad for and even being there when it happens because you're like, I'm not one of them, I swear. Like, there are people here who actually want to see the music. Yeah, exactly, like and it just ruins it for yeah. literally everyone. I saw Tiny Ruins last year. Oh, she's amazing. It, yeah, uh, incredible, right? Absolutely beautiful performance at Anita's Theatre, this gorgeous room in Thoreau, and the night was absolutely ruined by all these nasty northern Illawarra snobs who just talk through the whole thing. It's just like, oh, we're at a cultural event. Look how fancy we are. But they just talked through the whole goddamn thing. And I just want to grab their neckties and just shove them in their mouths so they would just stop. <laughs> so that I, I think not talking and respecting the artist is a main one. If an artist has said, can you please not do thing? So if that involves maybe not stage diving or not, you know, throwing bows or maybe not beating the shit out of someone at a hardcore show or something like that, just respect that because if you don't, then they won't come back and you won't get to see them again. Totally. And this kind of maybe brings us to a, what a bad gig would be like is when, you know, a a the band actually doesn't do anything when things are going a bit awry. And I know yeah. you, you saw the Peep Temple at Newtown Social Club. That's they're, right, yeah. They're amazing and fun. And they're, like, they're a great their band. I, I broke yeah. through hugely, hugely yeah. almost too much. Yeah, I, I guess it did. Um, I was really excited to see them again in a headlining uh, setting. I'd see them twice earlier this year opening for... Uh, the wonderful Mariachi El Bronx at the Metro. <laughs> uh, I also saw them at Farmer and the Owl in Wollongong, and both times they absolutely crushed it. Uh, but this night was absolutely ruined for me by just drunken, nasty people bounding into one another, climbing up on stage and messing with everything. And, yeah, just not giving people the respect that they deserve, especially not me, you know. I, I was off to the side up the front, you know. I, I wasn't, you know, like... A, an easy way, target yeah. by any means whatsoever. I was just off in the corner just trying to enjoy the show and I couldn't because people kept falling into me or just shoving me around or stomping on my feet or um, just throwing various homophobic slurs at me. So, you know, that's that's what happened. And so I just left. I couldn't deal with it. Um, thankfully, Emily Ferris and the crew at Newtown Social were quick onto it and were able to get security up there to actually do their job, which was a nice uh, relief. But um, yeah, the night was really ruined for me and I was really disappointed that the band, you know, just stood there and just let it happen. Like, mm -hmm. I talked to them about it on Twitter and they were just like, uh, we, it, it's it's tough to know when to, to interfere, but I was just like, yeah, I was, I was, right in, I was right in front of you. You saw the whole thing happen. Like, I was, I was not like hidden away in the corner or anything like that. You know, I was front row, just off to the centre, and you guys saw it and just didn't do anything, so I was really kind of disappointed by that, and I don't think I could go see them again, to be honest. General gig rule, don't be a dick. Yeah. I think that kind of is a one-size-fits-all yeah. pro proclamation. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like uh, the, the rules of the testament, like nailed to the nailed to the door of the, of the church, you know, they were just like... There was like 600 of them originally, and then they were able to just get it down to Distill two. Distill it into, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, just nailing it down to the two. Just, just don't be a dick. Love thy neighbour in the pit.
Yeah, precisely. Speaking of pits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to play a song in Seamless. a bit. Seamless. I know, right? My segues are pure gold. Second so to none. The uh, the forest. There's a song by them called Abraham, and you've brought that in today. And I kind of want to know a bit about the time in your life that you got into the forest, and sure. and why this song kind of sings to you. The year is 2008. I was doing my final year of high school, uh, and uh, there was a kind of movement going on called South Coast Hardcore uh, in Nara and Bomaderry and uh, Huskisson and the surrounding areas on the south coast. Uh, we were basically just putting on local hardcore shows whenever and wherever we could, usually on Saturday or Sunday afternoons in bingo halls and community centres and places like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one night we organised uh, a show where this band from, originally from uh, rural Queensland uh, called The Forest uh, played. And uh, I'd never heard of them before in my life. Uh, I was just there because there were some local bands that I knew. Uh, my friend's band, uh, Pinamies, were playing. Uh, there was a band with the lovely name of Hurry Up and Die were playing as well. So, <laughs> yeah, charming, charming, lovely guys. Um, yeah, so I had no idea. Wait, to these guys ex- were, were a Christian band. Yeah, which was weird because, you know, at the time I was kind of out of the whole religion thing. I'd kind of disavowed from that you know I was at a Catholic high school and stuff like that but it just didn't sit right with me at the time so yeah I was really interested with the imagery that they were using in their music but uh yeah like even though I wasn't a Christian myself myself I was still kind of very much drawn to uh, the music, similar to mm. the way that I was drawn to music like Under Oath or Christ, even even Mattis Yahoo. Like I wasn't Jewish, but I was obsessed with Mattis Yahoo for a little while. <laughs> you don't have to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was but just, I think yeah. like the general, you know, what brings it all together is that a lot of people who get into this kind of music when they're in high school usually aren't having a very good time in high school. Yeah, I mean, it's very rare that you'll find someone who's like, yeah, I'm killing it. I love high school. High school is the place for me. Well, the and ones then goes that are, the, gigs yeah, the, <laughs> the ones that are killing it. Uh, are no longer killing it. Uh, I'll tell you that much. The ones that were killing it in high school are just remembering how much they were killing it in high school as right. they look at their lives did, did now. You have, do you have a hard time in high school, do you reckon? <laughs> no, no, I, I was killing it. I was killing it. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> well, what was no. hard about high school for you then? Uh, the fact that I was this weird fat kid who listened to weird music and, you know didn't know how to properly interact with people and had maybe five friends and would call people on their bullshit when it happened and, you know, was constantly bullied for that. Um, yeah, high school was not a good time. And uh, some, I, I believe uh, the great Paul F. Tompkins once was quoted as saying, sometimes I wake up with an overwhelming sense of relief knowing that I never have to go to high school again. And that is the sense that I have. This is the bear by the forest. Yeah, but I know that was right I won't let 
Meet people through their music. Out of the box. Texter on the text line saying shout out to DJY, always present at every gig I go to from Radbar and Woolo to Beat Disc in Para. So 
This is who we have on the show today, David James Young, who is present at pretty much every gig you've ever been to, and that was a track that he brought in today by Parades. And, and you, shout out to that person, whoever that might be. They haven't they haven't told us a name. Oh. Text through your name, bud, and we can give you a bit of a shout out. And um, so you saw Parades live one time, particularly moved by it. Do you remember that? Oh, many times. Um, but yeah. The thing about parades is that they'd always play these super cool kind of places, like club nights and stuff like that. And a lot of the time, like, the crowd wouldn't have any idea what to make of them because, you know, it's not exactly the kind of, like, party music or anything like that. Mm. But, um, yeah, I remember just uh, they played, I think it was Sosumi's fourth birthday party. I think it was 2011. Uh, I met a young DJ by the name of Alice in Wonderland that night. I was just like, oh, good luck with that. <laughs> Here we are. She's doing fairly well. well. Yeah, Um, doing okay. Joyride was there with his band, The Accidents. They were very good. Um, God, there was Art vs. Science were DJing that night. It was a, it was a super, super fun. Bit of history. Yeah, good times, good times. Uh, We all ended up getting kicked out at about five in the morning, and the last song getting played by the DJ was "The Cup of Life" by Ricky Martin. So yeah, it was one of those nights. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so they stuck, they stuck out like a sore thumb, and you know, I was just up in front losing my shit like normal and then yeah that song came on and i was just fucking screaming along you know these you know like buff looking like dudes like waiting for like the sick beats to drop in i was just like uh Happening, what's happening with that guy over there? You know, is he okay? Like, you know, it's like you're just uh, crying. I, yeah, to the music. I, oh, pretty yeah. much. I, 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 I lose myself in in the moment at a lot of shows. Like, uh, if you do see photos of me at shows, it's probably of me with my mouth wide open and my eyes firmly closed, and yeah, just yeah, screaming I, long at something. When I uh, showed my housemate the the list of um, bands you've seen live that you've made, to, like you know, I showed her this, this morning, and mm. she just goes, "Oh, here he is." Um, He's he's he- wait what was it what you say it was like he's head rocking, <laughs> and then she goes oh she he's doing a screamy as opposed to like <laughs> screamo screamy that's the greatest thing I've ever heard <laughs> shout out to old mate that's incredible <laughs> adorable so that was from a time when you were going to uni you didn't have a fun uni time either I, mean, uh, I, I don't went, think most yeah, people do I went straight out of high school and straight into uni and I thought it was going to be different because I thought I'd be hanging around with people that were specifically interested in the same stuff as I was but uh, the reality of the situation is that 95% of the people that you go to high school with the only thing you have in common with them is the fact that you go to high school with them and the ratio is probably about 80% uh, when it gets to university um, I wrote a song a few years ago which is going to be on my next album and uh the song has the line university university just turned out to be high school with fancier certificates so that's all it was for me it was just the same clicky bullshit the same horrible people the same teachers that didn't care about me or anything like that actually there was a few a few better ones at uni but yeah still not by a considerable margin so yeah uni was not a good time yeah no but, pretty alienating know, I'm, I'm i'm not really about the good times as you can tell <laughs> oh dear Oh well, dear, indeed. It's um almost time for us to take a track from Lemuria. Lemuria, yes, Lemuria. indeed. Yes, a and wonderful, I... wonderful band from the States. Yeah, they're lovely. And I wanted to get a bit of context for that. Why did you want to bring Lemuria on? Uh, well, this is the last track from their album, Get Better, which was a huge, huge part of my life uh, in 2012. Uh, yeah, um, it, I was going through a lot at the time, like some family stuff was going on. Uh, I, and uh, I was a yeah, year out of uni and I had no idea what I was doing. And, you know, I was just kind of confused and angry at the world around me. And this album gave me a bit of light and a bit of hope and a bit of sense that I wasn't alone. It seems like you spent a lot of time from, you know, high school to through uni being and not having a good time. Like, do you know (laughs) why? Is what makes you different to anyone else? Well, I don't know. Uh, It's a a myriad of things, really. Like, I've never I've never really fit in in any grand scheme of things. You know, I've always been fat I've always been queer I've always you know been different on that front I, I I have Asperger's which is a form of autism and you know that's definitely impacted on my social interactions with people and stuff like that so I'm either like super friendly with someone or like I'm genuinely terrified of speaking to someone that I don't know so like it can go either way but um yeah Lemuria helped me kind of make sense of it all and yeah they became a huge part of my life i got to see them four times when they toured last year and uh yeah getting to tell them that was a really grateful thing for me so this is uh mechanical by lemuria 
on FBI. FBI 94.5, that was some powerful stuff from a band called Mowgli, who my guest on another box today, David James Young, has seen no less than 20 times. Yeah. Why 20 times? 21, I think. 21, uh, yeah. Lord. Yeah, I think maybe 20. Yeah, the last time I saw them was opening for a band called Self-Defense Family in Wollongong. Um, yeah, they're absolutely incredible. Um, I've known uh, all of the members of this band, uh, past and present, uh, for quite a few years. Uh it goes back as far as uh, being in primary school with the bass player, Eleanor. Um, so some very, very old and dear friends of mine, and I've seen them kind of grow and develop as musicians and as friends, and uh, I've watched it escalate into something that's just become a huge part of my life. So I'm forever indebted to Mowgli and, and their music for, yeah, just being there when I need it. It's a, it's a really incredible thing. I, I admire those guys so much. 
And you wanted to bring in something by the Smith Street Band as well. That's and I'm correct, kind of yeah. wondering how you picked this particular song by them. Uh, I picked, uh, this is a song called Belly of Your Bedroom. Uh, it's from their album No One Gets Lost Anymore, which came out about four years ago. It's their debut album, maybe even longer, shit. Uh, what's what's and, it about? Uh, this song uh, kind of deals with uh, imperfections and knowing, uh, kind of in a, in a similar to, to Imagine That, knowing that you are you and, and sometimes that's all you have to be. And... Sometimes you're not happy about that, you know, like uh, this song deals with the end of a relationship and knowing that, you know, there's flaws in your own being and that there are people around you that are so much better than you. And I feel that quite a bit, you know, I've often felt quite insignificant and inferior around a lot of people. Uh, in even in social circles around people that I value, but like it's, it's maybe I value them too much. I maybe don't know. I don't know because you're one of the more well-known people that I know of in Sydney oh, because God. you're because no, you're like everywhere no. and people. Lo- I just got a text through saying, "Oh man, this show is making me want a DJ Y hug." That never no, happens. That's so weird. <laughs> Shout out to that person. I will give you a DJ Y hug. Just come and find me. I guess. <laughs> I owe so, you one. Yeah, I find it interesting that you seem to be so down on yourself. I don't know. Like, I just... I, I, I know that I've got a lot wrong with me, you know. I'm, I know I'm not... I, I, I know I'm not perfect, but... Um, but I think that, you know, the things that are wrong with you are also potentially the things that are right for you. Think about it this way. Like you said before, you have Asperger's, but that is quite well known for being something that it can give you certain things that you struggle with, but then it can yeah. make you really good at other things. Like, what, yeah, that, what does it make you good at, for example? Remembering... Uh, information about bands really uh, <laughs> yeah that's right can't talk to people that I'm attracted to but I can tell you the past and present members of pretty much everyone that's been in the band Vertical Horizon you don't even know who they are <laughs> that's how bad I'm talking here like I just yeah I just throw myself into really obscure stuff but um, I don't know music's always there for me That's it's it's a huge part of my life and the Smith Street Band have been a huge part of my life for the last few years so I want to share this this is Belly of Your Bedroom A hero sits unsteadily on a highway rocking chair Bottle of white wine, the wind it ruffles his well-cut hair And her eyes they focus backwards to the people that he needs They hold my instruments and my backup And shirts with cut-off sleeves she told me that she kissed you and then she told me more A hero knows I'm angry and he knows that I'm a bore I'm sad when it is raining, when the sun comes I'm afraid A hero lives in mild temperatures and gets eight hours late And I know that I'm a liar And I know I can't feel your desires With a body that's always Gonna let the boat of us down And half smiles in the belly of your bedroom And half lies that I never should have told you My demise is only gonna let one of us down And darling, I'm going My back it aches for transport I can hardly feel my feet My stitches are slowly but surely falling out of me I know I'm not exciting But I never claim to be And I live for this morning And I will live and let you leave And I don't understand why we have to be on standby while you're overseas. Can't you be free and still know me? And our hero keeps the 
secret locked up somewhere in his tape. Maybe I'll break one or two just to hear him speak. I can't feel your desires with a body that's always Gonna let the both of us down And half smiles in the belly of your bedroom And half lies that I never should have told you My demise is only gonna let one of us down And darling, I'm going to find somewhere for us to sleep and darling, I'm going to work on every single inch of me. And darling, I'm going to find somewhere for us to sleep. And darling, I'm going to keep on living, to keep on living, to keep on, keep on, keep it on. And I know that I'm alive. told you my demise is only gonna let one of us down and darling i'm going down you're tuned into FBI 94.5. My name's Ash Bertabez. My guest on Out of the Box today for the past hour has been David James Young, and you brought in that song by Smith Street Band, who you've seen a good a good number of times. Yeah, I think about 15, 16 times uh, all up. I've probably seen uh, Will Wagner, their lead singer, solo about the same as well. So Wow. Yeah. For context, a- just in case you only just tuned in, David James Young is that guy that you see at all the gigs in Sydney. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really sorry. It, it's uh, fun. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, um, yeah. Smith Street have been friends of mine for quite a few years, and yeah, I've come to know them through um, their association with the wonderful Poison City Records and going to the Poison City Weekender every year. And um, yeah, I just really value them as people and as musicians and as songwriters. And Will is a huge influence on what I do, uh, like from a songwriting perspective and yeah i just have a great time every time that i get to see them and hang out with them yeah. and um yeah you know, one of the one of the things that interested me about like maybe getting you on the show was that i don't know like i used to find that with live me I, I still love seeing live music yeah but seeing live music back in the day back when i was like in my teens and very early uni was just like you'd wake up and it would be kind of like you know in year one you've got a lunch order waiting for you at the canteen and you can't think about anything else until you have that lunch order and it's just like the feeling of excitement is just dizzying that used to be what it was like when I was going to gigs but it seems like you've managed to go on and not ever get jaded or not ever reach peak gig and you just can't (laughs) handle anymore you've not waned and how do you keep how do you keep the dream alive how do you keep excited it's a two-way street I keep discovering music that I'm interested in and want to keen, continue to support and be a part of so as long as there's incredible live music and and new artists like doing things that are of interest to me then you know I'll be there checking it out so that's basically it fantastic and now time for the last song of the hour it's yes, from indeed. Georgia Mac yes indeed and it's called Footscray Station it and is. tell me tell me about this I met Georgia last year at uh, the aforementioned Poison City Weekender. I had heard her name getting thrown around, and just like you have to, dis- you have to hear this this person's music. You have to discover what they're all about. And I got her EP, which is called With a Q. It's a second EP. Uh, you can get that through Jackknife Records. Uh, I think there's still seven inch copies left. Uh, and I was just utterly enthralled by the songs that she had put out. They're so blunt and so honest, but they also paint such a remarkable picture and tell such fascinating stories i am just yeah constantly in awe of what she does and yeah i'm i've been hugely influenced by what she does musically i i i wish i could write a song like her so yeah this is uh georgia mack with a song called footscray station Christmas Eve, you said to me that 